0: All right, welcome to another episode of Skein Stories where neighbors meet neighbors. Today we have Max Wakeman. He's the owner of Milanesa Kitchen Bar Market. How are you doing, Max?
1: Everything's <laughs> great. How are you
0: doing? Doing good. Thank you for joining us today and telling us all about Milanesa. It's a pleasure. So okay. I have I an have icebreaker question for you. I know you're an entrepreneur, you've been doing this for a while. What is a piece of advice you would like to give entrepreneurs out there?
1: Entrepreneurs out there, I would say don't give up. Always believe in yourself. And no matter what happens, always keep on going. Don't stop. You know? The world, you know, everything happened around us, everything there's a problem, always, always there's problems. Every day there's gonna be problems, people not supporting you or saying that it won't work, but you just have to go and keep on going and believe in yourself. That's the, the that's
0: what I recommend, you know. I like that. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't get that support at first right from family members or people around them you know they have to believe in themselves and push forward yeah.
1: something is a crazy somebody you know some people think it's a crazy idea some people they, they work there's not many people doing it whatever but always you know try to believe in yourself and and in the long run you know time will will help you and, and if you keep if you're persistent and, and you, you keep going in the long run you're going to do fine Awesome. Or oh, great. No. <laughs>
0: it's true. True, true. Yeah. So let's talk about Milanesa. How did it all start? Let's start
1: by the beginning. So basically I'm I was in Argentina and I the situation in Argentina wasn't, you know, the political, economical situation in Argentina mm-hmm. has never been great. So at one point in time, I we decided with my wife to to explore different, you know, places. And one of the options was was the United States. So I used to live here when I was a kid. Something that not, not a lot of people know. I was raised here in Kibitzkane. I did my elementary here in Kibitzkane, in the eighth center. I used to live in Marazul when I was a kid. From six years old, I was here in Kibitzkane. So. I always used to come every year on vacations or when I could, you know, and I used to visit some friends and always miss Miami. And then at one point in time, my one of my younger brothers came to live here. And then the other one also came to live here. And, and then I was like the third, the third one to come here. So so when I came here to Kiwi-Skane, I was in 2012, I came with my wife and my two kids. They were really small. They were like two years old, one of them, and the other one was six months and we started looking for opportunities here and and one of the options was to build a milanesa it was something that i was doing in argentina i was running benihana the restaurant benihana oh yes yeah okay. so so i was running benihana in argentina i was the gm there I, one of my friends from argentina he he invested in benihana and i helped him build out the the restaurant there and, and i was running it at that time and then when we when we, when we made the decision, we, we said, "Okay, let's let's go and, and and start a restaurant in in the United States," which is was which again was a crazy idea. There was a lot of restaurants. There was a lot of you know competition. So we, the same thing I told you at the beginning. You know? so "Don't worry about that. You know, do your best, and in the long run, we, we're doing great." So it was hard at the beginning. It was very hard. Really. It's it was different, very different the culture the you know the people everything from Argentina to he, to coming here was, was was very hard. But at the be, at the beginning we had a lot of problems because we didn't know, you know, a lot of the the legal stuff or the, the, the administration. It's it's done differently here than in the United States than mm. than in in our, our countries in Latin America, especially the construction. You know, the permitting. You know, hiring an architect, all that. It's very different but so well we 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 managed them mm-hmm. the name milanesa actually comes from something that a lot of people not many people know from the conjugation of two words it's milanesa in spanish with sa and then it's pizza so you, we put those two words together and we made up milanesa so it's oh, actually milanesa. yeah so it's, yeah, it depends on the language no? but milanesa it actually it's a, it's a conjugation of that milanesa and pizza so that's what the concept is right it's like a it's like actually like a meat pizza. You've been there a lot of times, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, that, so you know, you choose like the base and then it's just the toppings on. So the base
0: is the milanesa and then the toppings are, are like a pizza. Okay, so so the right way to say milanesa, instead of saying milanesa, like an actual milanesa, I'm supposed right. to say milanesa. Yeah,
1: no, you can say milanesa. So whatever you want to say, a lot of people oh, don't, well, don't know. It's like pizza. You know, when you say pizza, it's like milanesa, the same.
0: And and the concept when you said starting a Milanesa or a Milanesa, is it something that already exists in, Arge- in Argentina that you were, or this is this an, an entirely oh, new concept that you developed? Well, actually, in Argentina, if you go to
1: any restaurant, like there's restaurants called Fondas or Bodegones, they're like the typical Argentinian restaurant, like that they serve comfort food or really like a gourmet food or everyday food. And if you go there and you're gonna see in the menu they have like a couple of Milanitas. Like it's not just a plain one, they have probably the Fuaceta, Napolitana, or Suiza, which are different types of Milanesa with toppings on it. So, and there's also a place there that started when I was in in university that's called El Club de la Milanesa, which they really like made this concept with with a lot of milanesas, also, like like we have. So it's actually When we when we came here, it wasn't a concept that existed here, Mm -hmm. but but it's like a typical concept in Argentina. If you go, like I mentioned, you know, to any restaurant, you have like three or four or five types of nanesas. You don't have like the eighteen or or whatever you know, like so many that we have in in our store.
0: So when you got into the key and you were making a decision of what type of restaurant to actually was it always a restaurant? Did you always have a restaurant in mind? No, actually, I traveled. I came here a couple of
1: times and to to do a little research of what was the best options but then when I, when I saw an immigration lawyer he told me that the best option would be the same thing I was doing in Argentina and mm. at that time I was managing restaurants so for 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 like the visa purposes it was the easiest thing to to get our visa makes sense a work visa so we did that but i was also looking into some other stuff in argentina i i i only i I worked in the travel business for a long time with my family. So I had a I have a travel agency with my family for ten years or more, and then I worked in um, in the software business. I was representative for Salesforce.com for Argentina, and we were starting up a business there. And then that was another thing I I wanted to do here. But the easiest thing for the visa and for like for the you know status reasons was was the restaurant. So we went ahead and we, went, we we started looking to restaurants. And then when we came here with my wife and my family, one time during we on vacations, we saw that it was very difficult um, to go to a family restaurant and eat well, you know? Like most of the restaurants that were trendy or, or were like popular were, most of them didn't have kids menu or they didn't have options for kids and, or the food wasn't that great. And then there was other concepts. I don't want to mention names or anything, but that the food quality wasn't that good. It was like most of it was frozen. So or the kids' menu was basically mac and cheese or chicken fingers or or hot dogs. You know, it's it wasn't like there wasn't a really actually food for the kids. And then and then that's why we decided to go with um with like a family style restaurant and especially in cane, which at that moment was very limited options that they were. So when we just got here, I saw at uh, the store it was it was leasing the donpan just wasn't there. Right. You know, was, yeah it was on pan before i used yeah. to i went there when it was on pan and then when yeah. i came back yeah. on another time you know, i went on vacation they wasn't there anymore so i said this is the spot i mean this is amazing this is where we want we have to be in the key and again people were saying no don't go to the key there's a, like little population there's no you know density there you're not going to make it it's very hard Rents are high, there's not enough people, you know, to make it. And and we were looking on them. And then I, I started looking for other options on, you know, I was looking in Brickell, I was looking downtown and other places. But finally we decided for the key, you know, and then and here we are ten years later, we're still here. So it was a awesome. good decision.
0: Yeah. But I mean Melanesa right now is, I mean, I wanna say it's always packed, at least, you know, during peak times. I yeah. I was the other day. I was the other day, like maybe a week ago. You uh-huh. you guys had a party in there.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know,
0: but it was like I was going to CVS. It was, CVS. CVS. was late. I, was, uh, I needed something, you know. And all of a sudden, the lights were like flashing. Yeah, and I was I like, know. is that like a? Have <laughs> they turned it into like <laughs> man? <Mianessa> club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we've tried.
1: I mean, we've done a lot. So we, when we started, we didn't. If you see the men, if you actually see the first our first menu, like the, when we just opened, if you see the menu now. It's a completely different restaurant. I mean, when we just opened, we had like only, basically it was only milanesas and, and I think it was like a couple of appetizers and that's it. And maybe a couple of salads. But we didn't have like a grill or pasta or sandwiches. We didn't have a lot of things during the years and, and we, we've learned to change. We've done a lot of things. At the beginning, I remember we wanted to turn it something like into a, like a lounge or we were going to call it milanesa lounge or Mira lounge. And then we started hiring a DJ every Friday nights and like after 10, turning down the lights and and the curtains and everything and and making it turn into a lounge. I mean, and it worked like for maybe two or three weeks and then people just stopped coming, you know, it's Mm. like, but then we just stopped. And and then, and then we organized parties. We, We said, okay, let's organize some parties. Maybe it's instead of doing it every week, we can do like parties. But then we started doing some, you know, parties for like special days or special occasion, like Cinco de Mayo, Halloween, etc. And that actually worked; you know, they were great. and And then we stopped doing those parties because because people were asking us for, for, for make to like make a party there. You know, like to hire the place for a party. Okay. So then we we stopped making our own parties, and then we just like uh, you know do parties only when they hire. So now people making a party. Sounds fun, it's really fun, but it's really a lot of work. And especially the, the convocatoria, you no know, people making people actually come, you know, because mm. hard, you know, on the key, there's a lot of things going on, there's a lot of events, activities, parties at the houses, parties that, you know, like in the weekends or people. So it's very, very hard for for us to do a convocatoria, I don't remember how you take it it. Like,
0: yeah, the, the advertisement, uh the yeah promotion the to get Yeah, yeah. Broken.
1: People yeah. come in, yeah. Yeah. So it's it was very hard at the beginning, it was easy, but you know, like if you do it every, every day, it's 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 not interesting anymore for the people. So people are always in the key, they're expecting something new, not something different. Something it's like they're they're they get bored easily. So they need something, you know, so to, to make fun. But we do a lot of parties we do like private parties actually mm. the one that you probably saw with it was a birthday and, and it's fun i mean because the, the the advantage that we have is that it's a commercial it's commercial real estate so so it, it's so we can go like longer like if we don't bother the neighbors you know there's no problem with the you know with the with the music because there's it's not loud music outside or so it's it's, it's indoors and there's no really neighbors around so the police don't come and you know ask you to turn down the music like most of the parties in the houses where you have to stop at twelve so we don't we don't have to do that so that's it's an advantage that's why people usually come to me and also like because we 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 give them like a full bar and and like appetizers or finger foods but so they don't have to worry about anything they just hire us and then we take care of the like, of everything you know the music uh Bar, the finger food, so they just come, enjoy, and they leave, and everything. and we have to clean up everything, you know. But they don't have to handle. So, so it's a good spot for parties. We, we do, we haven't. Well, after the pandemic, before the pandemic, we used to have a lot. After the pandemic, we're, we're starting off again. You no.
0: Know? Yeah. You know, I know you mentioned the pandemic, and yeah, you know, I, I worked. Well, I still work for local government, but we tried to different things to help small businesses. And one of the things was. Um, letting letting people use outdoor spaces you know right. i was working at the city of miami in the time and we tried that not everybody took it but then i saw that the village of did something similar and then you i mean correct me if i'm wrong but you were able to use that space next to your restaurant and i feel like in, yeah. in my from, from outside looking in i feel like it transformed your business right yeah and i thought it was great i mean i loved it because yes. it was outdoors it was spacious. And then you played music there. I think it's yeah. tell me a little bit about that transformation.
1: Okay, so let's go back to the pandemic, right? March 2020, when the world was gonna end, and, and you know, everybody thought, it, you know, we were all gonna the world was gonna end. Basically, you know? uh, everybody was scared. Everybody was going. You no, know, everybody was scared to go outside. I remember going to Milanese and coming back to from work to my house, and my wife like opened the door like a little bit and says, "Here's your clothes. You know, change in the hallway." Put your clothes in the bag, you know, take a go take a shower fast, whatever. So, you know, my wife was spraying like sanitizer on the food. And I said, You're crazy. What are you doing? You know, but everybody, a lot of people were you know, panicked like that. Yeah. And, you know,
0: everybody was doing uh, yeah, yeah, everybody, stuff, yeah. different things. Yeah.
1: So, oh, I mean, and so when the restaurant closed and, and when we were ordered to close and do only delivery and takeout, mm-hmm. it was really, again, right? The ability to change again. I see like a problem it, like, it's like it's also sometimes a problem you know like uh it's opportunity you know like so somebody says that right Chinese say that
0: and that is, that's true
1: yeah so what we we what we did was we figured a way to, to make it because the good thing is that our delivery was always strong we always you know I, I always focused on delivery and gave it a lot of importance in the restaurant you know we since, since day one the delivery was very important for us and it's an important part of a business when the when the pandemic hit and and we were only allowed to do delivery and takeout, we were actually very prepared. I know a lot of restaurants didn't give that importance to the delivery or didn't have the systems in place or or the structure or whatever. So, so they 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 not they wouldn't do it or they didn't want to make it or they didn't want to make the change. And most of them didn't make actually survive the pandemic. But I think the restaurants that really made a change and understood what was going on, the first change that we make. We made was that we tried to keep all the staff. Actually, we we you know we started with delivery and, and pickup, and we were getting a lot of orders and a lot of calls from people that that not only wanted food but that wanted groceries because at that time there wasn't anything available for delivery. I mean, it's not like now that you go and you know online and you have like a lot of options that people deliver. Everybody delivers to you in an hour or a day, et cetera. But at that time, there wasn't enough groceries. There weren't many delivery groceries. Grocery deliveries, I'm sorry, you know, when Dixie wasn't going do deliveries, for example, that's the only place on the key. So I had a lot of people calling me and saying, hey, can you tell me, you know, a piece of meat? Can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? And I said, sure, you know, and why not? So we started selling like meats and things, meats by the pounds or, you know, like a bag of lettuce or like five tomatoes. And then we said, okay, we have to, you know, we have to take advantage of this because this is something that, you know, I think it might work. So that's why we created a market. We created an, an online market. At that time we were working with, with Square, the, the POS system. Mm. And I talked to them and I said, look, we need this. We need to make a market know we need to do our website has to be integrated with our POS, et cetera, et cetera. And so we, they worked with us and, and we were able to to make the first, actually, the, the, one of the first web pages that were was integrated with Square was our, was ours, and with all oh. in the pandemic during the pandemic, yeah, you know, when you go online and you press uh, purchase or buy, what happens is in the restaurant automatically it prints the ticket in the kitchen or in the bar, you know, or, or whatever. So it's it's very convenient, and and that really helped us a lot. And during the pandemic, we were able to keep the staff, okay, most of the staff, instead of. Doing their work, you know, like a server or a bartender, they were packaging, they were packing food claro. or delivering food, and they were very great. We were everybody was grateful now that we were able to, to make it, and we started helping. Also, we worked with the Kibisane Foundation and with other people, and, and we started also helping the community of Skane, delivering food for the for the elderly. You know, we had like a special menu. And then we we used to do free deliveries for them. Then we did groceries for them, and then we just started, you know, delivering groceries. Actually, we started our gro- our grocery business was very very good, and then people started calling me for wine and be- beer and liquor also. And then so they were calling me, hey, can you sell me a bottle of wine? You know, and before we used to have like a bottle of wine like every restaurant, like we charge like three or four times whatever the market price is. But then we, we, you know, my friend said, no, charge me you know, the same price as the liquor store. You know, I said, okay, fine. So we lowered our prices to liquor store prices and we started selling wine and beer and, and, and liquor, you know, by the case, actually. And then, and it was a new business for us that we, before we, we didn't sell that. So, so that's why during the pandemic, really, we, we kind of like changed our business model and then we created these two other business models so the restaurant was continuing, and then we created like an online grocery store at the beginning, and we worked with that for like a month. And then when, when we saw that was an opportunity with the liquor and wine, we created like the online liquor store. And, and really, that really helped us during the pandemic to, to make it. And then, as you mentioned, the outdoor seating. Uh, one time, you know, the, the government granted, you know, allowed us to, to start with the outdoor seating, but it was six feet apart. So in our area, actually, the, the outdoor scene was very limited. So we were only to like, what, what, six feet apart. It was like three or, oh, it was like four or five tables only. So then I talked to the landlord and I said, look, can I, can I, can I use the parking spaces? And he goes, mm-hmm. no, you're not allowed to use the parking spaces. And then, then we looked at the side and there was this alley there, you know, well we have this, this space right now. So I said, well, that's not parking. Can we use that area? And then we talked to the village and we talked to, you know, the fire and police and everybody and, and, and they let us, they let us use the spaces, that space. We weren't able to use the parking spaces because in front of Miranesa, there's two parking spaces that are handicapped and there's a handicapped um, ramp there. So we weren't able to use those. So Got we, we had to go to the side. And then when we started using the side. It was great because actually it was it, it was even better than the parking spaces because we we had more it's it, it, it super huge, it yeah, great. huge. <clears throat> it's almost it's uh, as big as the indoors so so actually that that really helped us a lot you know at the beginning we didn't want to invest because we we didn't know how long we were going to keep it or how long the you know the, the pandemic was going to last okay. so at the beginning we asked na- some neighbors and friends for chairs and tables and and so we started, we started with, you know, some friends and, and, and neighbors gave us some chairs and, and tables that they weren't using or, and we started that way. And then that little by little, we started investing, you know, we were talking to the landlord and to the British, I think this is going on. And they said, yeah, you're going to keep it like at least three months more. So don't worry about it. And so then we, you know, we started buying some chairs and some tables. And then, as you mentioned, some governments, you know, the government issued some, there was some help for, for, for restaurants and during the pandemic. The bad thing that I, I'm not a resident, so I wasn't able to get some some of the great, you know, loans mm-hmm. or grants that are out there for 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 citizens or residents. But yeah. I did get I did get help a lot of help from you know from, well, BBK gave me help Miami Dave you know, and then and we were able to purchase a lot of stuff thanks to you know, those grants or those loans. Yeah. You know, so that so we basically bought all the the, the equipment okay. that we need well, to to operate in the um, in the outdoors we had to buy we bought like a lot you know you've been there so you know our, you know a lot of tables a lot of chairs and then we we had to one time we put like um like an awning or something i don't remember and then we had to take it off during a hurricane so then we just went with our brothers but now we're working with the landlord the landlord granted us uh, uh, the space so now we're working with the village and we're, we're gonna build we're gonna build something like more permanent there that's something that not a lot of people know about but we're gonna have like um the bar you know the bars on the other side, so we're gonna make a hole in the wall and, and make the bar on the other side also and okay we're gonna, yeah we're gonna we're gonna turn them, the not the whole wall down but make like a couple of windows there and make the so make a nice. bar on the other side. Yeah, okay. make like a like a circle on the bar, and then make make a indoor outdoor bar, and also put a put a roof on that on that area. Hurricane resistant, so we don't have problems with the village. And All right. Then, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be it's a big project we're we're working on right now. We're working with the architect
0: and the building and the tenant. I mean the landlord. I know you mentioned no. We mentioned food here and there, and then of course the the, the Milan the pizza name and well, let's type let's dive a little bit on the menu. Okay, so we have we have the Milanesas, of course, that are like pizza style. Now it makes sense. I mean, I thought it was cool always, of course. But what else? What else can we find there? Okay, so basically, as I mentioned before, the menu changed a lot. So over the years, we've we've added
1: and removed a lot of menu items. You know find them out see if it works, listening to the customer, you know, what they wanted. Um, over the years, we've we've actually turned it more healthy. You know, people started eating more healthy and and taking more care of the, themselves. <laughs> so it was something that we had to change. That's why at the beginning, we only had milanesas. And, and if we wanted to make it, we, we, we had to add other stuff to the menu because we weren't going to make it just by milanesas because people weren't going to eat milanesas every day. In Argentina, it's very typical. And I assure you, everybody eats Milanese at least once a week or twice a week, and but I know I know in the states it's very different, especially American people or people that don't speak Spanish that they don't understand what Milanese is. You know that when when we just opened, everybody thought it was like an Italian restaurant in Milan. They would say, "No, I've been to Milan. This is great." You know, and they, they they thought it was like a like an Italian place, and kind of. They <laughs> would say, no, this is actually Milanesa, and then we started to explain. No, it's actually a breaded-pounded meat that you know, we can fry or bake, and then we put toppings on it, so we have to explain, actually, to everybody the menu. And then we work with pictures. We, we put pictures all over the place of the Milanesa so it's easier so people can, can see and understand what, what it was. But we made, a, we made a lot of pages to the menu. Today, I think the menu is huge. I mean, we have yeah. a lot to choose from. We have, uh, you know, appetizers, uh, tapas. Um, m- m- I mean, Argentina and restaurants. Argentinians are very influenced by by Europeans, but we we're we're most of the, the Argentinians are, are European descendants. Like, for example, my case, on my on my dad's side, it were they're from Poland, and then on my mom's side, they're from Italy. And then my wife, for example, her mom's Italian. So from her mom's side, all Italian. And from her dad's side her, her dad's her grandpa is is Spanish so you know it's it's very typical that in Argentinian you have a lot of Italian Spanish or Jewish food also because it's very middle Eastern food because it's it's very common in Argentina so that's what we try to to have in in, in our restaurants you know we have a lot of pastas and we we always and I mean I try to to bring you the best quality you know we have all our pastas are are, they're homemade you know they're they're not frozen they're not you know they're fresh pastas and the same thing with everything you know argentinians really eat simple i mean they they, the food's simple it's not with a lot of sauces not with a lot of you know condiments it's really simple food like like grilled steaks you know with just salt and a little maybe pepper you know but the same thing with with the salads Usually, Argentinians that the, the dressing is just probably oil and vinegar, or oil and aceto, you know. But we don't put in a lot of dressings on it. And the same thing—that's what we try to do here. That's what I what I meant before, you know, to try. We when we, we were thinking of the restaurant and the menu, we were thinking that that we wanted to be oriented to the family, you know, that everybody can eat there every day, you know, that don't you don't have to get bored, you don't get bored with food, food that you you can eat every day, you know, it's not like. Today, you can go and have a hamburger. Tomorrow, you can go and have a ha- milanesa. The next day, you can go and have a pasta. The other day, you can go and have a salad. You know, so it, there's a lot of options for, and also for a lot of cultures, because we, we you know, milanesa is something that, that's what I learned later on when when, our, when we did other research on milanesas. But it's, it's it's a food that many cultures eat it, you know, one way or the other. Like in Europe, it's called schnitzels, or in, you know, in Japan, it's it's... Mm. Or, I don't know how you say it, but, and, you know, in the United States, the kids eat chicken fingers, which is also the meganesa, you know, but, or or chicken meal, or chicken parmesan, or, you know, in Latin America, I didn't know, for example, Mexico, they eat a lot of medanesas, I didn't know that until I got here. So, but we try to, you know, the menu, it's really, it's a big menu again, no, and, it's, and, and we have everything, we have a lot to choose from and I think everybody that goes there is happy with the food, you know, because they they can pick whatever, you know, it's just like, it's not like like before it was Milanesa and then everything, you just think of Milanesa, you know, and then everybody will say, you know, you have to change the brand name because you don't only serve Milanesas. And people think that if you go there, it's just Milanesa, but you sell a lot of other stuff. And it's something that at one time we were thinking about changing the name, you know, because people, it's like, if you call, you know, your place a pizza place, you know, whatever, you know but we we don't serve just micanessas. we have a like, big menu and that's something that not, not a lot of people that go there or the you know know that you know if you've never went there you just you know by the name you won't you won't even think that we have like grills or pastas mm-hmm. or you
0: know so it's something that we were thinking at one time changing the name but we kept on it and it, i mean it makes sense i mean it makes sense but i mean i I like it from an outside again from outside looking in yeah i I think it's you guys are doing a great job so continuing about the menu what is your favorite dish or dishes dishes okay so uh, i'm well i actually i like the a lot i don't eat them that much now (laughs) because
1: at the beginning yeah we we, we, we did a lot of tastings and tampings and (laughs) the toppings and everything but i eat i eat i I even answer once a week but i don't eat it that much but no i really i eat everything i mean i studied in argentina i studied as a i studied business administration for five years and then i studied for culinary school i went to culinary school for two years and so something a lot of people don't know is that i'm a chef, and i used to be on tv Okay, in Argentina. Okay. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
0: That's something I know. A lot of people though. That's something you asked me before. I want to look this up. Is there a YouTube video? <laughs> no, no,
1: I don't think so. It was when I was a kid. I was like 20 years old. Actually, I finished my my university, and I was I was working a. At that time, I think it was MetLife or Alico. I was in insurance business. I was in life insurance business. I always when I was watching TV, I was sapping, you know, changing the channels. And when there was a, like a cooking show, I stopped. And I always looked at the cooking show, you know, something that I was really always liked as a kid. You know, I, you know when I was like 23, I finished my, my university and I was working. And then one of my colleagues said, look, I'm, I'm you know, what are you doing? Because he, he was studying like something with fruits and vegetables. You I said, what are you studying? And he goes, no, I'm, I'm studying for a death. Oh yeah, where? And then I, I I was interested in that, and then I went to the school. And then when I when I went to the cooking school, I actually took it as a hobby. You know, I already had my degree in business, so it was like for me, it was a hobby. You know, like I can remember everybody, like the kids. You know, my, my my friends were like they were like studying for the for the exam and And I was like, come on, man! It's just like what do you want to study, like the lettuce or the tomato? You know, I was like making jokes like that. And then, but it was for me, it was like a hobby. And then when I was studying, there was, there was an ad there and said, you want to be in TV, whatever, you have to do an audition. So I went to the audition and I was chosen for a, for a TV show. So I started cooking for, I started cooking on TV and it was something new for me, you know. And, and at the beginning, it was fun. I did it for a year and I did it for two years, actually. And actually, when I when I met my wife, I was I was cooking in, on the TV, and her friend says, "Hey, that's the guy from the TV. <laughs> that's the guy that makes that dessert, you know, whatever." You know what <laughs> and but that's something that not not a lot
0: of people know. So so that there you go. That's the question you have for me. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: ice, the the other
0: huh? the, the other option for an icebreaker at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs>
1: So that's something yeah. I know. And, and going back to the menu, it's something that I, I we really work. I mean, since I'm, I'm a chef, I actually I don't I've never cooked in milanesa I never was. I cooked in other restaurants in like minihana I have to, but not in Minanesa. But I, but I'm I'm savvy. You know, I say so I know about food. I know how to design a menu. You know, I I help. I work with the chef a lot on the menu, on the dishes, on the
0: specials. I approve them or not. You know, so yeah. same. But something and, that i what about your kids? I'm sure there is, <clears> you know, I'm sure they have their favorites that they lean to, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Your, okay. Going back to my favorite dish is actually paying. Oh okay. <laughs> we, we don't serve it in milanese.
1: So that's my favorite dish. Okay. I, I like, but I really you like don't it. you don't
0: serve, you said you don't serve No, it no, Baezha. we don't
1: serve it. We don't have Baezha in as but we my I I really like seafood. Everything like my favorite is seafood, probably like fish or seafood. I really like it a lot. That's from,
0: Milanesa. from Milanesa.
1: From Milanesa. From Milanesa, we have it. We have. It. Yeah, 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 And from Milanesa, well, my favorite from Milanesa is Milanesa, obviously. But, mm. but we have, yeah, we have sequels. Very good. And then for my kids, my kids, actually, I have two kids, but they they were raised here. Like the, when I mentioned before, they came here when they were really little. So they speak Spanish. The little guy speaks Spanish like an American. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like it actually. He doesn't like speaking Spanish. He <clears> um, <throat> he talks to me in English. And then my other Tomas, which is thirteen, he's he's more into the restaurant. He really likes the the restaurant business. He's there and he and, you know, he goes to the kitchen and he fries the dishes and he talks to the staff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he and you see there he goes there and he's he acts as like a host and he starts you know, when he gets there he's, he he really likes the, the, the business you know and and food and and he's really interested in all he likes business let's say he likes the business and he like he really likes like eating and chasing new foods and the other day when you know there was like a michelin star restaurant raiding here in miami like a couple of months ago okay and there was like 10 i think 10 or or i don't know how many restaurants were were one star mission michelin, uh, michelin stars and my younger, you know, the um, Tomas says, we have to go to one of these places. I want to go to a Michelin star restaurant. And, he, and for his birthday, he said, I want to go to a Michelin star restaurant. So, so we took him to one of the places. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, and then my, my younger, my, my younger, they want not my, Oliver was 11 now. He turned 11 a few weeks ago. He's, he's more into video games and friends and art and soccer. He's like, he's, not really into
0: the restaurant. He likes it, no, but he's he's he he's still young, you know? He's he's into other things. And there are any particular favorites? Pl- any plates that they like from this from the restaurant? Well, to- Tomas actually likes he likes
1: a lot of um, likes beef, meat, you know, beef grilled meats a lot. And then Oliver, he's more into pasta. I mean, and milanesa. Okay. Also, he likes like he likes the chicken milanesa with that we have with pepperoni and, you know, cheese, which is like a pepperoni pizza, which is called uh-huh. pepe. He likes the chicken one with, you know, tomato sauce, mozzarella, and pepperoni. He 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 orders that all the time. And my and my other kid, Tomas, really orders. He prefers meats, you know, like grilled meats. What about your wife? My wife is more on the healthy side, so she's always eating like a salad or, or vegetables. <laughs> she's always on a diet. I don't know why, but she's always on a diet because she's fine. Uh-huh. And she helps me a lot. She works with me with Milanesa. She's like a co-owner. She, my wife, takes care of all the branding, everything that's related with marketing and branding and public relations, PR. She's really all her life. She worked in in companies in Argentina, going back PR, marketing and branding, and she's very very good at it. And she helps a lot with with that part in Milanesa. And I take more, I take more care of the operation side, you know? so legal, administration, and operation. kind of like the social media
0: websites and she also books um, um musicians right because my my godson plays you know yeah he's yeah. place for you guys on a regular yeah. now he's yeah. off in college but yeah, yeah. He's here.
1: yeah so she handles all the events like the parties like the everything all of the, the events caterings all that the, the music we started something good that you mentioned before like the beginning, we started with with the live music every Saturday, right? So we started once we tr- to try it out. It was a hit, everybody loved it. So and we started helping like local local people again, no local kids that were trying to you know yeah, say, you know learning yeah, yeah, music. Yeah. So we did a lot of that. I so said we, and it was great. I mean, it was great for the kids. It was great for us, and it was great for the, for their families and friends, you know, because they had a place where they can go and listen to them and. So it was really like a win-win situation for everybody. So we worked with Crescent. We worked with many. I don't want to name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I forget one and, and, and get <laughs> yeah, in trouble. But but we worked with a lot of kids from KBKane or or music groups from KBKane, and at the beginning, you know, and, and it was great because we because they they helped us with uh, with <clears throat> they helped us because we did, you know they didn't charge that much. We were you know we were, at the beginning with the pandemic we. We weren't in that great financial situation, and we are now. So, so we, we couldn't hire really, you know, musicians. I have to pay like five hundred or thousand, whatever, to come to play. So we we started working with with, with locals, and and it was great because they okay. they also and and because they're you know they're locals, so people know them, and you know they're giving. I remember one time Vicente was playing, and and we had in the audience was Juanes and, and yes.
0: And was, who else was there? It see, was Juan here. is having dinner with someone with a, yeah with another yeah. famous person.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the name. He's gonna kill me if he hears that. But...
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well sure.
1: then, they, and then, then Juan is you know when I, obviously I wanted Juan is to go sing, but obviously he was not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> but but to he, to was, for yeah, yeah, he was producer. Yeah, yeah, he was talking to to present, and he was you know. Like cheering him up and telling him, you know, you're you're great, and you know you have a great voice. You have to follow, you know, pursue this career, and, and you know it was great, you know, for yeah, Crescente. Yeah. And
0: Crescente was playing with his friend, with, yeah, with yeah, the, the girl, which make up I, I Bro, forgot. Paulina. I Paulina. Paulina, and then I think there was yeah, a yeah. connection there too. With yeah, Paulina. yeah, and so they they approached the table, and it was it was yeah, yeah. They were, they was, were talking, yeah.
1: It was great. So uh, it's. That that's also great. You know, the live music is something that we kept. We have every Saturday nights, We have live music. We try to. It's again. No, it's very diff, It's very difficult. One thing is running a restaurant. The other thing is running like your like entertainment. You know, yeah, yeah. You're, we're changing. It's like we're not a theater. We're not a, you know, like, <laughs> like a live, you know, like a,
0: uh-huh.
1: a venue. You know, so 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 it's very. When you want to manage a restaurant, it's one thing. And then when you want to change the restaurant to something else, it's really a challenge. You know what I was saying to you about the other, about the parties, you know, organizing a party and organizing like music. So it's something that not a lot of restaurants do because it's it's a lot of work. You know, it's. No, believe it. Oh, yeah. And hiring the bands and looking for the right bands that, you know, will fit the audience because one day we put like a rock band. I remember. Again, they were locals. crazy you know and then and then we were going like put the music you know put the sound down you know you're like bothering the customers and they guys go you know the music man no oh, we can't play this you know rock and roll it has to you know be loud and says yeah yeah but this is a restaurant you know it's not like a concert <laughs> so then, then that's why we have to like you know really pick the 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 bands you know so we we can't put anybody there
0: like you were you were telling me about all this uh, different things that you guys are doing, trying different things, always adapting, changing, adding things. So you must have um, a very good team, you know, behind you. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, how's yes. the team? That's something also uh, like, like for entrepreneurs, I,
1: you have to pick really good at your team. You know, it's very, what I tell always the managers or the chef or whoever we have on the team is that, the most important thing about, you know, the, the the company is the people that work there really. It's really I know it sounds like something like everybody says it, but it's really true. What I mentioned before, I, I did in my you know, I did my university in business and then I used to work in, in Argentina in America. Mm. I used to work in, you know, AIG, Met MetLife, Alico, which are really big multinational companies that they you know, they also they taught me a lot about, you know, the corporate structures and, and how to you know how to how to work you know with your colleagues and, and respect for their work and everything. So it's something that I really like to to transmit to my to my team was that what I tell my tech or my managers is that the better team that you have working with you, the easier your life's gonna be. You know, if you have people that really, you know, mm-hmm. are in the work, are really, you know, want to learn, that are, are you know, for example for front of the house, which is the servers, bartenders, they have to have customer service, you know, they have to, not a lot of people have customer service, like, incorporated in them, you know? A hundred percent, you're right. What I talk to the managers is always, like, make sure the people that that work for you, they're good with people, you know, because not everybody's good with people. So they have to be good with people. And then the other stuff they can learn, you know, everything they can learn. So you can learn, some, you can teach somebody how to pour a drink, you know, or make a drink, or how to, but you can't teach them how to be good with people. You know, I, it's something that either you have it or, you know, you know, what I like to do is always let my managers make their own team. You know? So they, I do a lot of interviews. I do a lot of, you know, a lot of people come to me and they say, Hey, I have my kid that wants to work. I have my relative that wants to work. I have a friend yeah. that, you know, he's looking for work. And I said, sure, sure. You'll, you know, come over. I want to meet him. And, and, but I always meet him. And then I, I introduce him to the manager. And it's the manager's or tough decision to hire him or not. You know, it's not my decision. But when Vanessa was, was, was doing better, we started hiring managers. And at the beginning, I didn't hire the best manager. I hired the manager I could pay. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's something that I learned. You know, maybe you have to pay a little more, but hire the better. Manager, you know, so hire the best people that you can, you know, because it will really make your life simpler. It pays off too. Yeah, yeah, it pays off, obviously. Mm-hmm. And especially in this business that you know it's it's open every day, it's 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 open now. You know I'm here in the interview. You know the the restaurant's open, and I'm not there. It's it's somebody you know. There's a manager there that's working, and he's doing a great job, and taking care of the place while I'm not there. So the team is really it's for me it's crucial. You know so, and they're also tied to the to the results of the company. So the company does well, they get a bonus. The company doesn't do that well. Oh, nice yeah so and you know the same thing for the people they hire i always tell them don't waste time if you see that the person's not good or or you can't train them or or if you want to train you know you train them and they're not interested
0: or they're they're, you know they have some, or they're not not showing up sometimes that's a big issue in other areas people not show up to work yeah yeah
1: yeah you have to understand that Mm -hmm. you know working in in restaurants you, you don't work with like most of the people that you work with are not professionals. You know, they're, they're outside. They don't, they don't have, they have no prior studies. A lot of them didn't even finish high school, you know. So you work with people that they're, they're, they're in a difficult situation in life. And as you mentioned, you know, they have problems. Everybody has problems, but they have other types of problems that maybe you and I don't have. And, and you have to understand.
0: Yeah. No, I, you've done other, other philanthropic things, right? I remember there was a time where you would have kids pack food yeah, yeah. I remember, we, I don't know exactly for what, but that came to mind when you were talking about helping people. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we, I mean, the, the people that know me know that I like to help a lot. I, I, I always
1: help. You know, when people mm. come to me for help, I always help. You know, it's very, It's life is hard enough, you know, and sometimes you need help. I've been, I one time in my life, I was actually, I also needed help, and, and I went with friends, and some helped, and some didn't, you know? And, uh, but I always say, and, and and you always have to try to help. You know, if you're in a position that you can help, you you have to help. But that, that's like well, something that I, I I it's like a rule. You know, I have. So every time somebody comes to me for with help for help, and and I really can do it. Sometimes you can't. You know? Somebody comes to me, hey, I need help to buy a yacht. No, <laughs> I can help you. You know, but you know, if, if yeah. you come for me like for this instance, this employee that. Mm-hmm. Need the money to bury his, you know, funeral expenses. Of, of course, course, I'm gonna help. Or there's like, for example, the, the what you mentioned about the food and the homeless. We we worked with uh, Fundación Hermanos de la calle. That's y, right. Yeah, they, they're they're a local foundation. Yeah. Started, uh, it's a, it's a local some local friends. They they started you know working together and cooking from their houses, and then they they got. They got together over the weekend on Fridays, and they took the, the, the meals to the homeless. And, and, and the objective of the foundation is to get people off the streets, which is something amazing. You know? So we really, that, that, that's something that we we started. We, first, we started cooking you know, ourselves in our houses and, and, and delivering the foods. And then uh, one time, actually, my, my wife and, and Malena and the wife of, of Narciso, mm-hmm. We they they had this idea that we should, you know, cook in, in the restaurant and and deliver that food to to the homeless. You know.
0: Awesome. I think it's great work. It's great work. Uh, so I, I was recently there uh, to and that's when we crossed paths and we talked about doing this at the restaurant. And I've, I've heard that you guys were opening a new location. So should I congratulate you now or is it, yeah. is it open yet? Yeah, it's actually, we took over a space in Brickle. very grateful that, that I have a friend that he actually
1: owns the building. He called me up one day and he says, look, there's a company here that's, he's retiring. The, he goes, I have to see it. Let me go see it. So I went to see it and, he said, and I looked at it and I said, look, it's a bakery. I'm really, you know, I'm not into bakery or a restaurant He goes, if I can change this into a restaurant, I said, sure, I'm really interested, but not as a bakery, you know, but there's no kitchen in place there. So he goes, yeah, sure, do whatever you need to do. The place is yours if you want it. Obviously, there's rent involved, in etc. No, but we're very, very excited. You know, something new for us. We we started. We took over the place on August first. Actually, we're we're continuing to work as a bakery. So we're we're working with the architect, and you know, we have to build out the whole space. We're changing everything. So. You know how it is here in the architects and building permitting all that takes a lot of time until so you get the building permits like six, like six months so these six months we're we're continuing as a bakery and then when, when we start with the build out we're going to close and and and, and, and I mean, yeah it's, it's very exciting it's it's, it's a new talent know. but it's great i mean the brickles is for us it's a great area we look for at the beginning. We were looking for a place in Brugel for to extend our delivery zone because we were getting a lot of calls from from Brickell saying we delivered in Brigle, but we, we didn't because it's, it's
0: it's it's yeah, it's far, far away, yeah, It's, it's for delivery. as far.
1: Yeah, yeah. But this this no, the the new restaurant the the space is big. It's it's as big as Milan. It's like you just came. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it's going to be the same. It's going to have a bar. Okay. It's going to be the same sit down restaurant delivery everything. It's going to be like a copy of Milanese Cubescan. Yeah, so we're we're very excited about
0: that. Congrats on the step, and uh, let us know how how is uh, how it's coming along and uh, when it opens. Thank you. So I know that I know that we're running out of time, and uh, we have a couple of Cubescan questions that we ask all our guests. Yeah, right. what is your favorite part of Cubescan?
1: My favorite part of Cubescan is the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, going to the beach. Uh, Going to the, the beach is probably the best part. I we I live in, now I live in the towers, so I have, we have, I think the best beach here and because we go to, you know, the best beach for me in Kibis-Kan is the, it the build bags, you know, it's where the less seaweed is, where the less, less people are, et cetera. So it's really great. I really like it a lot. Build bags and, and the, tower, the beach at the towers is probably my best place
0: also you, ha- you have a great um sorry sorry for interrupt but you have a great um you don't have any interruption of the view yeah right? exactly because it, especially at night when you look that way it's like dark and then the breeze and then the yeah. ocean it's it's a very unique spot yeah. no it's great i think it's great amazing.
1: i mean kids' things amazing uh, all of mm. you. before when i when my kids were younger and they, they want to do things with us we used to ride bikes and we used to go to where the old zoo is. And that's also amazing. Yeah. 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 So, that's another place that I really like about game. King.
0: And how, how does a perfect weekend for you and your family look like?
1: So the weekends, I, now I can I can enjoy my weekends with my family. Before I used to work at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but now, basically, now, now we usually go out. So we try to... We try to go every sunday to a new de- a new restaurant that's what we do uh, to try at a new restaurant so every if we can right if we don't have other, yeah, other yeah. Food, you know, when we when we well, with the family we, we in argentina like sundays are for family you know so so it's like a really traditional that like families get together on sundays for lunch or for dinner and I, I remember my wife you know going to her family's house and there were like 20 people there and, and we would spend the whole sunday there so it's really it's really like that we, we like to spend uh, like sundays with, with families and friends so for example this sunday we were we have two two couples friends and their kids coming over and we're gonna make a barbecue here downstairs at the towers nice uh, or, or else we try to go to a new restaurant, you know, or discover something new. Or, uh, usually, what we do on Sundays, kids are a little older and they like to ha- hang out with their friends, you know. So, at the beginning, uh, when they were younger, it was easier taking, you know. Now, I go, Hey, guys, you want to go to the beach? And he goes, No, oh, it's boring. I want to go with my friends, you know. So, it's I'm with that age kids that 13, 11, yeah. and
0: it's hard. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah, exactly. But Max, thank you so much for jumping on the show to tell us the story behind Anessa, the team, the family, and everything you guys are doing. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. Thank you for. Oh, thank you for tuning.
0: for your time, also. I've
1: been more impatient. I've spoken a lot. It's okay. <laughs> so you
0: okay. have a. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. See you.